Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being is a Homestuck fan analysis podcast and is not affiliated with Andrew Hussey, Viz Media, What Pumpkin Studios, or any of Homestuck's official entities. Please remember to support the release of its books and merchandise whenever possible. Feel free to read along with us. If you have epilepsy or any other light-sensitive disabilities or disorders, we suggest you stick to the audio. This show is not safe for work, and if you're a minor, we ask that you wait to listen until you're old enough to vote for our clown juggalo overlords. It's time to go to hell. Hi, welcome to the bonus episode reading session for Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being a Homestuck fan cast in the year of our Lord. I guess it's in the year of our Lord 2019. 2019 now, isn't it? Uh, I'm still Elizabeth, though. I'm also still Elizabeth, despite your efforts to chain me down. I've tried my best and it's been well it hasn't been an entire year but it's sort of clicked over to the next year and here we are and and we're both still elizabeth so i guess that's a that's a win i'm sure it's felt like a year to you it's felt definitely like a year for sure i've been through a whole semester of grad school my whole third semester and that's finally over, and here we are on the other side. <laughs> so, guess what, motherfucker? I'm 24. <laughs> All kinds of special things are happening in this, the year of our Lord, 2019. 2019. All kinds of special things are going to be happening on Homestuck, too, I'm sure. Yeah, Elizabeth, what are what are your predictions for 2019? Oh, in general, not not just uh having to do D- No, with for Homestuck. For Homestuck. <laughs> Homestuck predictions for 2019. Let's go okay, right now. Okay, okay. I'm predicting that well, there are things that I know we'll get to. And then there are just random predictions that'll just sort of throw out there having to do with, I don't know, like, uh, Lowe's will get to her own little, whatever, whatever it was called, the The Incipisphere, Dave will finally get his suburb game going and, and get her out of there. I know the trolls are going to appear at some point, but that's, that's a given. That's not really a prediction. It's debatable whether they're going to appear in 2019 for us. I, I had to think about Half this. Half of 52. I think we see signs of trolls in Act 3. Oh. But I don't think we see okay, trolls well, until... I mean, I know we don't see trolls until Act 5. Okay. Well, there's enough episodes. There's going to be enough episodes in 2019 that we've got to get to the trolls somehow, right? Right? 
Probably, it depends on how many episodes we make. I mean, I feel like I should be over this by now because we had already discussed how many episodes this was going to be and how short the intro acts were compared to everything else. But, like, that's so much time without the trolls considering how much of what I and the internet know about Homestuck. Eh, we'll get to it. Don't worry about it. More importantly... Elizabeth, what are you drinking? I am drinking a celebratory gin and tonic to celebrate, well, Homestuck, I guess. I mean, like, I thought you were going to get, like, wine drunk for some reason. I don't know why I thought you would do that. Or that you would do, like, Rose's mom and get, like, a martini. I don't know. I mean, that, that would be more New I Year's. I could have had a martini, but I think vodka tastes like hand sanitizer, so I opted not to. That's completely yeah. fair. What are you drinking, Lizzie? Oh, what what am what I? What are you drinking? Well, I'm. I've also decided to get into the homestuck spirit, Elizabeth. No. So I'm drinking lukewarm apple juice. Oh. <laughs> oh God. And it's just as bad as you think it is. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, I thought you were going to say one of those like the. The Homestuck sodas or whatever you brought up a couple episodes ago. What, like, yeah. like Tab or Fago? No, I, no, I see, I only drink Fago on April 13th. That is my tradition. I've been doing it since I was, I guess, 17. I haven't been able to find Fago in a while, though. <laughs> I think they did, I think they did close <laughs> well, down that factory. Shame. I, sh I should switch yeah, to tab. And you should switch from lukewarm apple juice to tab because that's bad. That's bad. Not only not only do I have lukewarm apple juice here, this isn't really homestuck, but I do have some loose baking <laughs> chocolate that I've been eating. If you want to know what kind of a person I am in my office. You know what? If I had some loose baking chocolate around, I'd be eating it too. So can't really blame you. I, I can't bake with it, so I'm just going to eat it because I can't bake. <laughs> yeah, that's been established for sure. <laughs> anyway, are you ready to read Oh god, <laughs> to probably not. I've been terrified for, for weeks now. Every once in a while, Elizabeth will message yeah. me. And she, she'll, like, text me, and she, she just kind of voices Concern. her disdain for this situation we found ourselves I in. I do have to tell this story because it had such an effect on me that I called Lizzie on the telephone on my way home. Actually, before you do this, the funniest fucking thing about this is that she tried <laughs> to call me on Discord first, and then when it kept cutting out, she didn't realize that it would have been better if she just, like, fucking called me, like, with a phone. call on Discord! I didn't think about it! The campus Wi-Fi sucks! The campus Wi-Fi sucks. I was walking out of a class and telling a friend about this podcast. And my professor for the class was walking with me. And he heard me mention that I had a podcast. And he was like, oh, you have a podcast? 
can I have the link? And I went through all of the stages of grief in about. You actually, you actually unlocked the secret eighth stage of grief, <laughs> yeah. which is death. Yeah, I like my brain shorted out, and I just like froze and stared at him with, and I think in like an undefinable expression on my face, because after a few seconds, he said, "Or you, you can send it to me after the semester is over." And I just sort of nodded and said, "Yeah, okay." Bad, bad and wrong, bad and wrong. Hate that, hate this. <laughs> this is not the worst part. My final paper in that class is due on Thursday, and I sent it to him via email. I attached it via email, and in the email I said, attached is my final paper, and linked below is my podcast. I hope in one email to both elevate and absolutely destroy your opinion of my creative endeavors. It's up to you to decide which does which. I can't tell if that's a power move <laughs> or if it is you digging your own fucking grave. So he might be listening to this right now and if he is i'd like to apologize for the last episode i will not apologize for art this is what i do in my free time when i'm not in your class learning about the history of writing systems and morphology i have no clue what the fuck that means (laughs) i will not bother explaining it because I would bore you and all of our listeners. Please don't. We should we should get to reading. We should homestuck. Yes, actual homestuck reading. We left on a cliffhanger. Hey everyone. This is Elizabeth. No, not that one. The other one. You know who I'm talking about. Happy New Year. I forgot to mention this during the actual recording. This isn't going to be the full reading session, because that was mostly boring. This is going to be a best-of clip episode of the funniest things that happened while Elizabeth and I were reading Homestuck out loud to each other. It's going to be bookended by me, of course, because I am the one who is editing this two days before it's supposed to go up. I procrastinated. Anyway, all of these clips are going to be bookended by public domain sounds of geese because I wanted to get a bike horn because of Gamsey, but I couldn't find a free one of those. And I like geese. Some of them are also going to be preceded by me speaking to you in this time right before New Year's to give you some context of it. Anyway, the first clip we have right now is right at the beginning of it with Elizabeth and I seeing what Dave's brother had in the attic. Here's the geese. Page 607. Let's see. I'm gonna open it now. It is time to face your destiny. <laughs> no going back now. No going back okay. now. Press that, press that <laughs> <Okay>. arrow button. <laughs> no. <laughs> you gotta keep pressing that arrow button, my friend. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> at, 
that, there was pretty much no way there wasn't going to be a bunch of puppets in there. <laughs> I don't know what I expected. Was it this? Was it this? Because it should have been this. I mean, honestly... <laughs> considering, like, the saw thing that was written up there, it's better than I expected. Is Is this better? Because he does have puppet dicks all over him. It's better, yes. He's not in any immediate danger. I don't know. I think this is very psychologically scarring. That's true. That's true. It's me again. From the present. This clip is of Elizabeth and I discovering that the pester log right after Dave's Smuppet debacle was the same one that we had read before but shown in a different context. No, this is the same one! Oh, this, this is, is the one. same one! <laughs> it's the one! This is our, oh. this is our favorite pestilog about Kermit's coarse, coarse Kermit cock. <laughs> I didn't realize that that was what was going on while this pester log was happening. And I take back everything I said about it. Dave is entirely within his rights to say everything he said. I thought he was being hyperbolic. He was not. No, that was that was not that was not hyperbole. That was literal. He was being very literal. Does does this make you feel better or worse about this pester log just in general? <laughs> Both. For once, Dave was being real in a very bad way. Blow. Roof. Now. Bling cow. It, it says in red text, we're doing it, man. We're making this happen. No, it's, it's making this happen. <laughs> yes, it is making this happen. Also, yeah, it is where W-H-E-R-E, not W. E apostrophe R E. We're doing this, man. We're making this happen. We are. They burst out of the puppet pile like the one. And that was a lot of katana slashes. And Dave has just decimated all of those puppets. This this is like a fucking anime. It is a little bit. Goddamn weeb motherfucker. Yep. He deserves it though. Dave is a weeb because he does name all of his weapons using the the Japanese words. That's true. He is. Dave is a weeb. Dave. Well, I mean, I watched Naruto when I was in middle school. I can't I can't blame him. Uh, be the other guy. You are now the other guy. Oh. Okay then. Hi John. Take dowels and sheets from bed and make a tent. <laughs> this is so much fun. A huge waste of time, yes, but so much fun. Oh, my boy. <laughs> That's what I like to see. <laughs> Rose. Rose, no, don't. Rose just threw don't his fun out the window. He's happy. What a flighty broad. Rose just likes dropping things on the imps. It's all she can do! <laughs> That's true. Uh, turn on detect collisions. 
You flip your fetch mode, I but find no such options. This is idiotic. Oh, wait, because didn't Dave have that option? It's be mostly because Dave's Silidex is one where if you put try to put something into another thing that a card occupies, it will eject the first thing out. Mm-hmm. Dave's Silidex has that option because Dave will eject things when he's trying to put things into a Silidex. It's detecting collisions so that he knows to come up with a different word. Right. Because John doesn't really have that option. No, John is just stack. He doesn't He doesn't really have collisions, that's just him being a dumbass. <laughs> Fair enough. Please read the wise guy, Elizabeth. Oh lord, okay. An introduction. Who's this wise guy? Blood loss in the Big Easy. New Orleans, 1977. The close-up room at the Magic Castle was this mean little box that tended to fill up with so much smoke you'd swear someone was cremating a wet dog in there. <laughs> in walks Anderson. There isn't much that gets liquor to pause its journey from the table to my lips, but I'll be the bastard love child of a listless octoroon if that kid wasn't the cat that swallowed the canary in a dapper little hat. It looked like he was testing the tensile strength of his suspenders to the damn near limit of a, with a pair of cocky thumbs. I wasn't impressed, but I was a fool. Somehow, in my motion for another beverage, he'd already slipped into polite conversation at a table held down by some notoriously brusque regulars. He had them in no time flat. They were melting butter in his glass ramekins. Whatever tidy yarn he'd spun to one, win them over, I didn't catch a word of it. One of them laughed. I was angry. Envious? Maybe a little. Yeah, you bet I was. Anderson had one of those little wooden finger choppers that Mickey Hades used to sell. The kind where the blade could be removed and clearly shown. It was a very convincing little guillotine that did not look like a novelty store toy. Harry would get a guy to examine the chopper and then cut a cigarette in half. Then he held the guy's hand up and told this silly story. The story, of course, was artifice distraction for the guy in the audience while he worked his stuff with the chopper, or it would become that, once his famous chopper trick was perfected, vaulting him into fame, fortune, and the crowning position in the television judiciary. With what became his signature aplomb, Anderson was in moments a font of breast-pocket gauze, profuse apology, and redoubling determination. It's really amazing how hard it is to find a bloody sausage-sized piece of a guy on the floor of a room that dark and smoky. Impossible, I think we all proved. Just as impossible as Blind Willie Buttermilk Stubbs was going to find it to work his trumpet tomorrow night without his twiddling fingers, and then it cuts off. And I do have to say, real quick, my dad does have this guillotine trick. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I do know how the guillotine trick works. <laughs> but he does it with a carrot, not a cigarette. Yeah, and hopefully he does it right. It, I, the, the, I don't, the blade isn't enough to cut off, like, your hand or anything. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. But it sure looks like it. Do you, do you want to read this one too? <laughs> I feel like we probably should. It's a hole in the ace, aka the a-hole trick. Here is a perfect example of how Harry could ruin several decks of cards, wasting everyone's valuable time, and have you love him for it. He was good at that. 
One day, he noisily emptied his suit jacket pocket onto the hood of his car in search of change for the meter. A clunky metal thing slid from the pile and bounced on the sidewalk. As I retrieved it for him, I asked what he was doing with a hole puncher in his pocket. His face lit up at the question like he was an elf, and I asked him how he felt about climbing into the hollow of a big tree to bake some cookies or something. The two-foot-six-inch height differential between us causes these comparisons to enter my mind. A small crowd had already gathered around, even before he produced the first pack of unmolested cards. How people seem to gather, and how they even know a street performance is about to take place, I'll never know. It's perhaps Anderson's greatest trick, luring the marks like that. I wanted to ask if he was sure about this, performing in broad daylight. He was used to working in dark rooms. It was usually the first thing out of his mouth when he would queer a trick. I'm really more accustomed to working in a darker room than this. But Harry was excited, and had already butchered the first deck of cards with the hole puncher and issued the first round of apologies to the crowd. These were like the primer apologies, the sort that got the folks loosened up a bit before the seven-course meal of ingratiation that would inevitably follow. He asked me for a fresh deck of cards, and I gave him one. The principle behind the trick in theory, as he explained to me later, was to punch holes in what appeared to be one card, but was in fact two or more together, hence the difficulty he often had in squeezing the puncher with his little elfish hands. Then, using some coy maneuvers with his thumb, temporarily concealing the hole while he slid the card beneath it with his palm, the hole would seem to disappear or move to another part of the card. Does it give you an idea, Elizabeth? <laughs> I know it has something to do with cards and punching. Oh man, looks like Rose made like a million hammers for some reason. <laughs> Why did she make so many hammers? It's Rose. That's true. <laughs> I I feel like I've seen this screenshot. You got the pogo hammer. <laughs> I have sent you this screenshot before. No, wait, wait, no, I didn't send you this screenshot. Uh, before the podcast, I sent you the, the wrinkle fucker screenshot. Yes! Very similar to this, but different. Yes, that is the one you sent me. The wrinkle fucker is my favorite John weapon. <laughs> I remember you saying that when I didn't know anything about Homestuck. Ah, good times. Yeah, that was that was before we decided to make a podcast. The bass boosted boing is very good. Holy shit, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, on page 638. Oh my god. This guy, this had to be, have been added. What the fuck? Oh my god. Sorry, Elizabeth, you don't know what's going on, but on page 638. Yes? You can see there's like a little white thing in like the top right corner. Yes? You don't know what that is. I know what it is, and I hate that it's here already. What's that supposed to mean? Oh my god, it means that it means that either I didn't notice this the first time I read it through, or Andrew Hussey is like even has even more foresight than I thought he did, and I hate it. Wow. Impressive. Elizabeth, I do have to warn you, this will not come back up again until like after Act 6, Act 2, or whatever. Good grief! Yeah. That's a ways. Actually, wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on. Let me, let me check and see when 
when this will come up again. Yeah, please do. Oh, God. Oh, God. So I don't think it comes back up again until... Wait a minute. Yeah, so this isn't coming back again until Act 6, Intermission 5. Oh my gosh. That's a very long time. In about uh, 5,500 pages from now. (laughs) Good grief. That's a ways. I'm so fucking mad it's here. (gasps) What was that last silhouette, Elizabeth? I have a feeling, I know, but I'm not going to say it yet. What was what was that silhouette and what was that silhouette in the clouds? I I'm feeling I know, but should should I say it though, or should we should I wait? I uh, I mean we could we could talk about it on the actual episode, but if you want to just like say who you think it is right now, you can if you want. Yeah, I I think it's Gigi. Maybe maybe not. We'll see. The psychic powers. <laughs> Now, these next few bits are from the section where we're introduced to Wayward Vagabond. These are all in order, but I do skip some of the pages. So, if you're reading along, you'll see that some of them, some of the pages on here just don't exist. I kept the ones that had the best reactions to them, but I did not put transitions in between these because they actually flowed pretty well together. So just as a warning for that, here's a clusterfuck of WV content. You are now the wayward vagabond. A plus name. Love that. Love that. Retreat. Got him already. (laughs) Already got those arms. Already has arms. Two arms all the time. Always drawn with arms. Interesting. Uh, examine rotten pumpkin. What pumpkin? <laughs> oh dear. Capsicolog can of gravy. Capsicolage? You have no idea what that means. It is total nonsense and you do not know what to make of it. You will not give the foolish mo- notion a second thought. <laughs> pick up the can of gravy. Just pick it up. You just pick it up. You are now holding the can of gravy. You poke a hole in the lid of the can. Your teeth are useless for this task. They are blunt like that of livestock, presumably suitable for mashing up plant matter and not for puncturing metal. Did I tell you that this is one of my favorite characters? (laughs) God bless. Uh, Attempt to open can with your weak, pathetic digits. Your weak, pathetic digits are not strong enough to penetrate the can. Your fingers are certainly pointy enough and your black carapace is suitably rigid but you just don't have enough muscle for the task. Examine can of custard. The can clearly reads mustard, <laughs> a fact which you were perfectly well aware. It is sort of cumbersome holding all of these cans at once. You doubt you can hold many more than this, maybe one or two. You'll need to find something to put stuff in if you want to carry a lot of things around. Examine marking on wrist. You drop all of the cans and take a look at your wrist. It is sort of a specialized barcode pattern. This brings back unpleasant memories, and you'd prefer not to dwell on it. Interesting. Examine the small potted plant. What plant? (laughs) Oh dear. The wayward vagabond just eats everything, don't they? I love him! (laughs) Love, love. Checkbook on human etiquette. It appears half the pages of this book have been eaten. 
The daunting volume is considerably lighter than it once was. Gosh, I wonder who could possibly have done that. Clear out all the cans inside the purple machine. You empty the peculiar cabinet and take a quick inventory of your canned goods. You have beans, mustard, gravy, bread, shrimp, asparagus, cheese, rice, corn, peas, flour, chestnuts, mayo, ham, potatoes, and squash are such bountiful plenty, and yet the delights taunt you from within their small metal prisons. Search room for can opener. You have already looked all over the place for a can opener, even making a few electronic inquiries about one to no avail. No, nothing else inside the purple thing, either. Remember when John's mind kept asking him for a can opener? Yes, I do. Become the mayor of Cantown. As the glorious founder and mayor of Cantown, you erect a dignified, majestic city hall out of cans, fittingly capped off with a tome of good manners for the roof. You have given yourself a very official and important-looking mayoral sash made out of old cables to complete your look of authority. A number of rather civic-minded citizen cans gather in front of the building to offer adulation to their fair and monogamous leader. All is well. <laughs> I love this character. It's very good. Very it's good. It's a very good character. It's a very good character. You immerse yourself in this beautiful dream as you whittle away the minutes, or perhaps hours. You love the idea of being a mayor. You love everything about mayors and the concept of an orderly civil democracy. It all seems so mannerly and reasonable to you. Everyone is friendly and happy, and the city runs like clockwork. The foundation of the government is based on mutual respect between the leader and its people. It is also built on having a really great mayor that everyone loves, who is totally amazing and heroic and brave. Aww. Mayors are so much better than kings. You hate kings, and you think kings are really stupid. They are petty, bossy tyrants, and are really full of themselves, and are basically awful in every way. God, do you hate kings. Uh, explore west of Cantown. <laughs> <laughs> Over here is the other side of the room. There's another one of those purple storage boxes, and some useless objects scattered on the floor. Use glowing green lock to open cans. You pick up the nugget of uranium and- Oh, that was so stupid. Why would you do that? Don't eat the radioactive lot. He did, though. <laughs> Examine box of crayons. It's chalk, numbnuts. Inside the box, there are 12 pieces of chalk of every color of the- 10 pieces of chalk <laughs> in most colors of the rainbow. You are excited by this. WV is not the only character that eats chalk in this comic. Well- Okay, then. Rescue that poor lightning bug. There is nothing you can do for this new little friend. Attempting to crush the amber encasing the firefly would likely cause it harm. It nevertheless bravely flashes on. You find its light alluring, inspiring. To you, it seems as if it could quite easily serve as the light of... democracy. <laughs> <laughs> to draw some roads. You sketch a handsome network of sprawling thoroughfares for your citizens to traverse. The adoring population applauds its mayor's keen instincts for city planning. You even add some lush vegetation to your city with a piece of blue chalk. 
because you can't seem to find a more suitable color for some reason. <laughs> Gosh, I can't imagine why. Use motor oil to designate commercial zones. You fill each empty square with a bit of motor oil to complete the zoning. It looks rather striking to you. You can hardly imagine that an up-and-coming young can <laughs> trying to make it in the world would not be delighted to live in your fair district. You are very careful not to get any of the unpleasant fluid on your person. Interesting. You'll label from canon mayo and affix to your two sash. <laughs> oh my goodness. So this is the mayor. That's what a lot of people call him. I love him. I love him. This is the mayor. I love the mayor. I love the mayor. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. Using most of your imagination and an entire piece of sky blue chalk, you render the bright and cheerful sky full of clouds. You've decided that very closely orbiting your city is a luminous planet about which orbits a single moon. You switch to another shade of blue and continue rendering on the western wall. Orbiting much further from your city are four planets. None of these have satellites, you have decided. Yes, that makes sense, you think. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What do those planets look like, Elizabeth? There's one that's blue with a volcano. There's one that's red and yellow with a black gear around it and a surrounding beige thing. There's one that's multicolored with a bunch of also multicolored clouds around it. And there's one that is dripping black with gray clouds. I do have to point out the beige thing that's around yes. the gear shape is when the mayor took the, the label from the motor oil can and he put it on there. Beautiful. <laughs> he's very he's very creative and resourceful. He is. Press tab. Oh, I love this. I love this part. I love this part. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the tab comes out. <laughs> that storage container was full of tab. <laughs> That's very clever. <laughs> He's very excited about the tab. I love, I love him. I love him too. Welcome the West into the city. The tabs are naturalized as loyal new citizens of Cantown. All cans are welcome and equal in your city, regardless of can content and whether empty or full. It's not like emptying a can kills it or anything. They are just cans, after all. I love him. I love him so much. Type switch 2. You activate screen 2. The signal is garbled and you have no idea what you're looking at. Some sort of filthy beggar pleading for help? No one is around and nothing is happening. You seem to be locked out of any sort of interaction with whatever's happening on the monitor. What is that, Elizabeth? That's a wizard. Yeah, it is. Yep. Type switch three. That's an interesting. Yeah, what do you see there? What do you see on that screen? I see Dave with a katana and some sort of eagle with a katana through it and also the severed head of a little cow and severed leg. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to remind you that what WV is seeing on the screen is what is happening currently in the present. So whenever we go back to Dave, we go back into the past. But this is current Dave, what Dave is doing right now. Interesting. Be the mayor. 
enough of this nonsense. You are an important mayor and this absurd contraption has wasted enough of your time. You've got a city to govern with a carapaced fist, which is to say firm, yet polished and supple as the situation demands. Anyway, this will help you kill some time while you wait for that clock to count down. Oh boy. Mayor for president. Yeah. I'm just saying. Mayor for president. <laughs> Mayor for president. This is another very good sound file. You might lead your men to victory. You waste more than four hours on this tomfoolery. Oh, honey. You're playing chess with himself. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh. <laughs> oh, white didn't win. The black one won. Peregrine mendicant trundles precious cargo beneath the gleam of the celestially ominous. Uh, let's open that link here. New person. New With person. mailboxes. New person. New person. Interesting. You will purify a pumpkin. So you do. Uh, examine pumpkin. It seems this mysterious gourd was transported a purify from a specific time and location somewhere on the planet you are on. You wonder if this machine, a purifier, will take any object that exists at whatever time and location you supply. There is a symbol carved on the pumpkin. You don't know what it means, and you doubt it will ever prove to be relevant in any way. Oh, I'm sure it won't. A purify your trusty knife. You nudge the coordinates very slightly and bump up the elevation by 0.5 human measurement units. You make sure to keep the time approximately where it was to begin with. You purify your trusty knife. Oh, wow, he's so good at that. A purify can town. You nudge the numbers a bit more and a purify a bunch of cans. This is so much more efficient than walking back to the other room to get them. You are to believe that time is at a premium after all. Deapurify the pumpkin. Does this machine look like a deapurifier to you? Honestly, the idea that an apurifier could both apurify and disapurify things is so laughably ridiculous. You would wish someone would disapurify your brain and reapurify it with a brain that is more smart and less dumb. No, no, mayor, you're good. You're a very good. You're a good mayor. You're not dumb. Apurify firefly out of the amber. <sighs> <gasps> oh, Firefly friend! He has a friend now! Okay, one moment. <laughs> Serenity Firefly episode, original air date December 20th, 2002. Okay, yeah. Yeah? That was named after the show. That was very clever. Oh, was it? Was it? Yeah! And fireflies can be girls, by the way. I know that from a magic school bus. Magic school bus video game. I played a magic school bus game when I was younger in which there were female fireflies and they blink different. Oh, okay. That's very interesting. Yes. So take it up with Ms. Frizzle if there's an issue. I don't think I, I don't have an issue with Ms. Frizzle. No, Miss Frizzle is great. Purify the grate over the entrance to the facility. Oh, you're so smart, Mayor. Oh, I like this sound file and the video. I do love all of I do love all of the Mayor's sound files. He's taking all of his cans with him. Is this really necessary? He's almost there. He's almost there. Oh no! no! <laughs> 
Hey, hi, it's me, Elizabeth. Didn't think you'd hear from me again, did ya? Well, there's two last things here. The first one is really quick, so I'm just looping it in with the other one. It's when Elizabeth sees Dave's brother in a flash. And then the other one is the last page. So that's just the context for those. This is probably the last you're gonna hear of current me. And then we're gonna go right into the end episode minigame. That's how this bonus episode's gonna go. Thanks for listening so far and for the rest of this. Happy New Year! There he is! There he is! Ugh. The man that you hate! I hate him so much! You are no doubt reading this as a handsome and strapping young man. Why, the mangrit needed to lift the book is itself a sign of your maturity, not even to speak of the wisdom needed to grasp the nuance of Sassacre's time-tested mischief. I am so proud of you, grandson. How I wish I could have delivered this heirloom to you in the flesh, but I am afraid it wasn't in the cards. For you see, John, like you, this book must yet take a journey. Its journey will end in the final day of my life, and even then will continue some, though I suppose that will be up to your father. Perhaps he will discuss it with you one day, when he and you are ready. But it is your journey I am writing about to wish you luck. There will come a day where you will be thrust into another world, and once you arrive, that is only the beginning. You will soon delve even deeper into a realm of warring royalty in a timeless expanse, a realm of agents and exiles and consorts and colonel sprites, of toiling underlings and slumbering denizens, a realm where four will gather, the air of breath and the seer of light, the knight of time and the witch of space, and together they will ascend. John, if only you knew how important you were. I regret my passing came so early in your life, and yet I feel in my heart we have already met. But what I know for sure is that we will meet again. Until then, John, I do hope your father keeps you well fed. Hee hee hoo! <laughs> and that's, that's all of the homestuck for today. It sure is. But, Elizabeth, I had a surprise for you today that I didn't tell you that we were going to be doing in this recording. Oh, do you? Do you know what happens when we have a bonus episode? No, I don't. I genuinely for once do not. When we have a bonus episode, we also have a bonus mini game. Oh my gosh. Well, that's exciting. We are not going to spin any wheel today. We're not going we're not going to let fate decide what mini game you will be playing today. Because on bonus episodes, we only play Troll Jeopardy! Fantastic. That makes me very happy. Okay, I would like to start out by saying if I lose Troll Jeopardy, it should not be held against me because I- You cannot lose Troll Jeopardy! I'm just saying, I'm not sober (laughs) right now. Yeah, how, how how far along are you, Elizabeth? Um, I'm a lightweight. So, farther along than pretty much anyone should be. We're both, like, under five feet. <laughs> yes. I am um, 4'11", and, like, 110 pounds, about. So it does not take me much. Elizabeth, I think we 
I think we're the same height and weight. Really? I'm f I'm four eleven and I'm a hundred nine pounds. Wow. And I and I don't mean that in like I'm hundred nine pounds in a way to be like oh by the way I'm thinner than you. I mean that in like no. I just weighed myself like a little bit ago, so I know the exact number. No, we're just both. I that's so weird. Anyway, Elizabeth. During bonus episodes, we only play Troll Jeopardy, and as you know, Troll Jeopardy is the one game where you have the chance to win real-life prizes. That is true. That is true. Elizabeth, can you read out... Yeah, can you read out the categories for us, please, in order? Yes. There are Creatures, Beyond Homestuck, Product Placement, Words That Start With A, Troll Call, and Vriska. Yes, and you've answered everything in the first row except for Beyond Homestuck for 200, and you've also answered two down in Troll Call. So you, you've, you've gotten a little farther in Troll Call than anywhere else. So where would you like to start for your first question? I have an idea of what the, the answer is for Beyond Homestuck for 200, but I don't want to start with that in case I'm wrong. <laughs> so I'm going to start... With words that start with A for 400, because that seems like a big theme for this episode. Alright, so words that start with A for 400. To restrain oneself from doing something. Oh no. Oh god. No! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Give me a minute while the, the Troll Jeopardy music plays. Oh no, you can't just lose on the first round. No! <laughs> I did so good last time. Let me think. Are you looking it up? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm... I follow rules. Excuse you. What is to abstain? Elizabeth. That is correct. Uh-huh. That is correct. Yes. You've got that right. Yes. Oh, good. I would hate to disappoint the listeners. So you can pick another thing on the board if you would like. I will. I'll pick... How about Vriska for 400? All right. All right. This one's probably, you're probably going to get this one. This is yeah. the number that is most heavily associated with Vriska. Oh, 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 what is eight? That's right. You can pick another question on the board if you like. Yes. Um, let's see. How about creatures for 400? Creatures for 400. This animal is buried in a mausoleum in Rose Lalonde's backyard. What is a cat? That's correct. Would you like to pick another one to go on? Yes. Ooh, I'll pick a harder one. What is, uh, how about product placement for 400? This classic two-player board game has been around for 1,500 years, centered around war strategy. What is chess? That is correct. You can pick another answer on the board if you'd like. Okay, 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 okay. I have to do... Beyond Homestuck for 200. I can't get beyond 400 in all of the categories and not even get beyond and not even get past 200 for Beyond Homestuck. Besides, I have another idea for this one. This US political figure has been named by some as the Homestuck president. Who is Obama? That is correct. Is it, who is Barack Obama? You got that right. Yes. Some people call him the Homestuck president because Homestuck was completely contained in his eight-year term. His one and only claim to fame, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you can pick another one if you would like. 
Okay, the only one I haven't done for 200 is also Beyond Homestuck, so I'll go with that. You mean for 400? Yeah, for 400. The platform Andrew Hussey used to fund his video game, Hive Swap. The platform? Oh! Oh! Um, 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 uh, fuck. <laughs> the platform Andrew Hussey used to fund his video game. No, I know this. I know this. We asked a question about it in one of the our mini games yeah we did we did but i'm not gonna look it up i'm just gonna come up with it how do you not know what i'm talking about <laughs> listen i'm not sober it's the only reason you dense motherfucker <laughs> oh my god okay bye um if i can't come up with this i'm going to be very ashamed of myself Sober you is gonna look back on this and just weep. Drunk me is looking at it right now and weeping. But I'm not going to cheat. Uh, what is GoFundMe? No, Elizabeth, that is not no! the website we were no! looking for. Um, I mean, it's one of the websites that you can do it with, but it is definitely not the one that we're thinking of. I'm so sorry, Elizabeth, but you've lost Troll Jeopardy. Wow, that wasn't even... A hard one. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't even a hard one. We've talked about this before. No, we've talked, we've talked about it a lot before, and it's like a big part of culture, of society. Future me, I'm very sorry. Oh my god, I can't believe you- I thought that was an easy one that I put on the board! I thought it was too. Well, Elizabeth, I'm sorry to say, but you- you did handily lose Troll Jeopardy today because of your drunkenness. I did. I am not to be held accountable for, for any of this. Yeah. I made that disclaimer at the beginning, and I hold to it. Yeah. It's too bad that we're going to launch right into the recording of the actual episode right after this, and you have to do this with this level of inebriation you have right now, but, I mean, that's what we already knew you we were going to do it. Yep. It's, it's, gonna, it's New Year's when this episode goes up, so... And, and I don't have any homework, so that's just how it is. Although, Elizabeth, you know, you've lost Troll Jeopardy. You know what you get as a prize? What do I get? You get to read more Homestuck, but you also get to record another hour's worth of podcast. Fantastic. Well, we'll see you all on the other side, where we'll discuss everything that we just read. Bye, everyone.